Let's rock and roll. Welcome to the Sharp 600 brought to you by Covers.com. My name is Joe Fortenball. This is episode 155 of the podcast, your NFL Week 12 extravaganza. Turkey Week rolls on. Great to have you with us. Hope you're enjoying some time with the friends and the family. Little R&R, but it's time to get down to business. And with that in mind, we will head to Las Vegas in just a few moments. Head odds maker for the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, Ed Sammons, going to join us to talk about everything on the Week 12 card. Now, the Week 12 card meaning Sunday and Monday. For those of you who may still be looking for Turkey Day picks, if you're listening to this before the games kick off on Thursday, those are all included in episode 153 of the podcast, a special edition. Episode 154 covers college football. Episode 155, well, you're listening to it. So before we get to Ed, and of course, before we get to the picks, you know how we do. It's time for the six-point teaser of the week. All right, we are now 7-4 and four on our six-point teaser plays of the week after last week's loss in which New Orleans... Well, they handled their side of the equation, but thank you very much, Philip Rivers and the Chargers, who blew it against the Broncos in the final minutes. I really, really do not want to revisit that game. But unfortunately, I have to because we're going to be taking the Chargers again this week. Uh, side number one in this week's six-point teaser, we're going to take Baltimore from 10.5 down to 4.5 over Oakland. Side number two, the Chargers from minus 12 to minus 6 hosting Arizona. Nice road win for the Raiders last Sunday at Arizona who found a way to take the number one pick in next April's draft and give it up by sliding back to the third pick in next April's draft. Now it's time for Gruden's grinders to go right back into the tank, which shouldn't be much of an issue for a squad that has failed to cover the number in five of their last six outings. Additionally, the Raiders offense is averaging a grand total of just 13 points per game when playing away from the Oakland Coliseum this season. Ravens head coach John Harbaugh finds himself in the hot seat, but the team halted a three-game losing streak with a 24-21 win over Cincinnati last Sunday and has a shiny new toy to play with in rookie quarterback Lamar Jackson. Good luck to Raiders defensive coordinator Paul Gunther and his attempts to game plan for this offense based on one game tape to study. As for the second half of this tease, well, like I said, I must be a glutton for punishment siding with the Chargers again after what they did to me last Sunday. But after getting burned by a fake punt for the second consecutive week and displaying another overall sloppy performance, I'm figuring Phillip Rivers rallies the troops after the roster realizes it just blew a beautiful opportunity to pick up a game on division leader Kansas City, who fell 54-51 in a shootout to the Rams on Monday night. So... First half of the equation is teasing the Ravens from 10.5 down to 4.5 over the Raiders. Second half of the equation, teasing the Chargers from minus 12 to minus 6 over the Cardinals for this installment of your six-point teaser play of the week. All right, I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Now, they're going to start eh, odd, and then they're going to get more and more obvious. Do you like monkeys with knives? Like I said, hmm, this is intriguing, but perhaps a bit odd. Do you like sports gaming? Now we're starting to warm up. Do you like winning money? Now we're there. Then check out monkeyknifefight.com. That's monkeyknifefight.com. It's the new 100% legal gaming site that everybody's talking about. They have dozens of games and chances to win. Games like Over Under, where you win if you nail two 
player-based props or hit five props and the winnings even bigger. So play now. Enter the promo code COVERS and get a $5 free game and an exclusive instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's the promo code COVERS. And if you go into the bio of this podcast, the link is right there. Click the link, use the promo code COVERS, boom. That's monkeyknifefight.com, monkeyknifefight.com. Pay that man his money. To Las Vegas we go, the head odds maker for the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, Ed Sammons, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ed, happy Thanksgiving, man. Thanks for coming on. How you doing? Uh, doing great, Joe. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Great to have you on the show as always. Before we jump into NFL Week 12, I wanted to ask you a couple questions from a bookmaker's perspective regarding what we saw Monday night between the Rams and the Chiefs. First out of the gate, how did the Sharps and how did the public handle betting that game from a side and total perspective? Well, I mean, it, it, it was basically it was a it was a weird betting aspect to the game because when we originally put the game up, the game was scheduled in Mexico City. Okay, so we put the game up originally Rams minus one. We thought the Rams were just slightly better than the Chiefs, and we put up the total, I believe, sixty three and a half. So. You know, when we put it up, all the action early was on the Rams. And we're scratching our heads saying, why are they betting the Rams at minus one on a neutral field? It makes no sense. And I'm like, I wonder if they think the game is in L.A. So then, obviously, the next day or two days later, the NFL pulled the plug on Mexico City, and they moved the game to L.A., which our rules state that, you know, we refund that game and start over again, which we did. And we put it up three and a half and 63 and a half. And it pretty much stayed like that until the weekend, and then it ticked down to like 3 minus 20 on the Rams. And the wise guys were slowly betting under 63.5. They kept betting it under. We just didn't move it. And then yesterday we we bounced to 3.5 once, then back to 320 and moved the total up to 64. And we definitely had written more Chiefs money than Rams money, but the game just had a boatload of two-way action to it and obviously a ton of over money. Now that you've seen this play out, a record-breaking game from an offensive perspective, if these two met in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, so it's on the turf, it's in a dome, weather's not an issue, and everyone who needs to be healthy is healthy, and nothing out of the ordinary takes place between now and then, what do you think you would set that total at? You know, unless we see these teams winning in the playoffs by much lower scores, you know, let's just say that – you know, the Chiefs play the Steelers or the Patriots in the championship game or whoever, and, the, you know, they put up another 45 or 49 or whatever. And then say the Saints play the Rams, and that's another high-scoring game. I mean, I'm thinking we could see as high as, you know, 72-and-a-half, 73. It could be just obscene. Really? You, you guys would go over 70, you think? Well, I mean, we're going to get a preview you know, it sure looks like the Saints and Rams will play in the NFC Championship game. We're not sure where, but it sure looks like they're going to play. And, you know, that, that'll that be the first run at it. And, you know, it's it just hard. To, you know, that, that game, when they played a couple weeks ago, started at 60, and the Sharps bet it hard under to 57.5, and, and the public just, you know, piled it over. And we got, you know, just it was not a good game for the house. Now, this one... We started 63-and-a-half. The Sharps tried to bet it under. No one moved it, and then it went up to 64. 
So, yeah, I, I think we're definitely going to, you know, unless the Saints and Rams somehow play to a low-scoring game or under the total, I think we're looking somewhere in the 70s. You know, between what happened Monday night and all the media coverage about a new-age NFL, new era of NFL football, this is the direction everything's heading. Is that game going to have an effect on how you post totals moving forward? Do you see yourself posting totals higher than normal? Uh, it's been like that all year. I mean, NFL scoring, I think, is an all-time high through uh, 11 weeks right now. And, you know, for the most part, you've got – there's a few teams, you know, Buffalo, Jacksonville, that just can't score. And then you've got these teams that have no defense like Tampa Bay, and their totals are always in the mid-50s. And then you've got the other part of it with the Saints – I mean, the Saints and uh, Falcons this week, 60-and-a-half. So, you know, the the Chiefs and the Rams are off this week, so obviously their totals won't be posted. But – I mean, that's the trend, and, you know, it, it's just like the Big 12. The Big 12 changed college football, and everyone made fun of it, saying they play no defense and all that, and it's just it's like the three-point shot. It's just the evolution of the game, and that's just how it's going. All right, NFL Week 12, let's head to Sunday. First game I want to ask you about, Cleveland off the bye, catching three against Cincinnati. Hugh Jackson now coaching with the Cincinnati Bengals. Is that going to help the Bengals? I almost feel like this is a scenario where – the extra week of preparation and the motivation to beat Hugh might be a reason to side with Cleveland. Oh, there's no doubt. Just watching Cleveland play their two games since he was fired. I mean, it's they've it, really like uh, condensed the offense and the ball's getting out and Mayfield's not getting sacked and they're scoring a lot of points. Now, I really like Cleveland in this game and I agree with your opinion as far as the motivation. Denver plus three hosting Pittsburgh. Now, the Broncos are off a win, but the Chargers gave that one away late. Pittsburgh's been hot, and I'm sure they're a public team. To me, they, they seem more vulnerable than I think people are giving them credit for. What are you seeing with this one? Yeah, I mean, the line says that, you know, if this game was lined before last week, we're probably looking at four and a half on this game. Everyone knows that Pittsburgh got a gift win last week. Denver played a tough game last week against the Chargers, and, you know, there, there's no reason why Denver's not going to play a hard game here. And, you know, right now we're at minus 3, minus 20 on Pittsburgh, and I feel like if you're betting Denver, you should get more than that. But who knows? It could go up towards the weekend. The public always seems to gravitate towards the Steelers. Philly minus 6, hosting the Giants. The Giants have won two in a row, but not exactly against the stiffest of competition in San Francisco and Tampa Bay. Meanwhile, the Eagles are a mess. Not only are they playing poor football, but they're banged up on both sides of the ball. That's a big number. Are you seeing anything here early in the week? Yeah, I mean, we, we opened this game 5.5 on Sunday. And, uh, you know, I kind of thought 5.5 was a little bit high. I think 6 is a little bit, you know, like you said, with all the injuries that Philadelphia has, the cornerbacks are banged up. The offensive line is torn apart. Seems a little high, but it's this is it for the Eagles. If they don't win this game, the season has ended. They're in a division where, you know, the team in first place may not win a game the rest of the year or maybe just one. So, I mean, they're essentially chasing Dallas right now. So if they win this game, they still got a shot at it. Carolina minus three hosting Seattle. The Seahawks have extra rest for this game, having played Thursday night against the Packers. I'm not sure what to make of the Panthers. One minute they're ripping off win after win. The next minute they're making mistakes and losing back-to-back -back games. How do you rate the Panthers this season? Yeah, they're definitely a, a team that makes you scratch your head a little bit. The one thing they've been is really good at home and really bad on the road. I don't know why that is. doesn't make sense, but 
you know, Seattle, I, I think Pete Carroll's probably done his best coaching job, and no one notices how good he's doing. I mean, they're just having a phenomenal year considering the schedule they've played. So it looks like a tough game to me. A lot of double-digit favorites this week. Baltimore over Oakland, the Chargers over the Cardinals, the Colts over Miami, which it's like, man, how far have the Colts come in less than one year's time? And then New England's flirting somewhere around double digits, coming off the bye at New York to take on the Jets. What are you seeing here? Are the wise guys kind of laying back? Anyone playing the dogs in these matchups? No, not really. I mean, uh it's just, you know, a lot of these numbers get pushed up a little bit higher for the teaser players. So, you know, if you're going to tease the Patriots, if you have the game at eight and a half, you could tease it down to, say, two and a half. So you want to at least bring it up a little bit higher. If no one's going to bet the dog, get it as high as you can to at least affect the teasers. I know a lot of the pricing is affected by that. And like you said, if they're not going to bet the dogs, you just keep inching it up. And, you know, seven and a half or nine and a half, it's essentially the same number. Sunday night football, Minnesota minus three and a half against the Packers. Again, the Packers have had extra rest coming into this game, but it feels like there's trouble in paradise. Uh, Mike McCarthy appears to be a coach who's let the game pass him by. Aaron Rodgers not being utilized the way in which he should. Minnesota off that loss at Chicago, but the Vikings don't feel as tough as they were last year. What are you seeing on this one? Yeah, we started at four. I thought that uh, three and a half was a little short, and we had some uh, wise guys take four. It, it's you know I, I kind of think Minnesota's a little bit better than Green Bay, but the one thing about Minnesota is they cannot run the ball. I mean, they have zero run game, and they're all dependent on Cousins, and he just seems to make one bad mistake every game that he throws an interception for a touchdown and. Uh, you know, I know Rodgers is going to be pumped up for this game because this is where he got hurt last year, essentially ending the Packers season. And again, like the Eagles, this is the Packers' last stand here. They have a really easy schedule after this. So if Green Bay can win this game, they still can make the playoffs. Last one for you. Am I crazy to like the Bills coming off the bye, catching more than a field goal if it gets to minus, or plus three and a half? Jacksonville seems deflated. They had an awful loss to Pittsburgh last week. Buffalo at home is a little bit more of a home field advantage than I think people give them credit for. Is that a crazy bet? I don't think it's crazy. I mean, there's a lot of motivations that you can look at and say, yeah, Jacksonville played their Super Bowl last week, and they absolutely choked away a 16-0 lead in the fourth quarter. And like you said, Buffalo does have the bye week, and it looks like Josh Allen's going to start this week. But it's still Buffalo, and they just... It's hard to see how Buffalo is going to score a lot of points against Jacksonville's defense. That's the one thing that would scare me. Head odds maker for the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, one of the smartest minds in the business, Ed Sammons, joining us here on the Sharp 600. Ed, always appreciate the time, my man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Sounds good, Joe. Thank you. Don't you worry, son. It will all be over soon. One and three last week, which brings our season total to 23, 20, and one on the season. Here we go. All right, game number one, Buffalo catching three against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sunday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, New Era Field. I'm playing the Bills, but only if this line moves from plus three to plus three and a half, which should happen considering A, this is the Bills we're talking about here. And B, the minus three for Jacksonville is already juiced to minus 120. 
The Bills are off their bye week and should have some unpleasant western New York weather to aid them against a warm-weather Jacksonville team that looks ready to quit on the season. The Jags haven't covered a spread in any of their last six outings, and I don't see that happening on a holiday weekend in Buffalo, New York, off that brutal Steelers choke job last Sunday. Give me the three and a half with Buffalo. Game number two, Cleveland catching three against Cincinnati. Sunday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, Paul Brown Stadium. Similar situation here. I'm playing the Browns, but only at the price of plus three and a half or better, which should be on the horizon since Cincinnati minus three, like Jacksonville minus three, is already juiced to minus 120. Cleveland is off the bye and has heard for two weeks about how former head coach Hugh Jackson was hired by Cincinnati in order to help them prepare for two upcoming games against the Browns, yada, yada, yada. Good start for the Hughes-Cincy partnership, by the way, as they blew a 21-13 second-half lead to fall 24-21 at Baltimore this past weekend. The Bengals have dropped four of their last five, and quite frankly, it would be the most Hugh Jackson thing ever to join Cincy and then get beat by the Browns. Give me Cleveland once they reach three and a half. Game number three, the New York Giants plus six at the Philadelphia Eagles. Sunday, 1 Eastern, 10 Pacific, Lincoln Financial Field. The Eagles are bombed out, depleted, and overrated. The team has dropped five of its last seven outings, has failed to cover the number in seven of its last nine games, has a gimpy quarterback in Carson Wentz and a secondary that has run out of options at the cornerback position. The Giants have been brutal this year, but they're riding a two-game winning streak in which the offense has posted 65 total points. Philly has failed to cover the number in four straight home games, while Big Blue is 4-0 against the spread over its last four road dates. Give me the six with the Giants. To recap, your six-point teaser of the week, take the Ravens from 10.5 down to 4.5 against the Raiders. Take the Chargers from 12 down to 6 against Arizona. Buffalo at plus 3.5 or better over Jacksonville. Cleveland at plus 3.5 or better at Cincinnati. New York at plus 6 at Philadelphia. That is a wrap for this installment of the Sharp 600. Thank you to all for your continued support. We hope you guys have a tremendous weekend. Be well and best of luck.